0: Hello and thank you for joining me again for another episode of Moving Mountains Podcast. Once again, I'm Trishina Barzar Hunter, Master Certified Transformational Life Coach, Emotional Intelligence Coach, as well as relationship and sexuality coach. I know you could spend your time doing anything and listening to anyone, but I appreciate you for being here and listening with me. I certainly hope that this episode provides you some value helps you to make some change and move mountains in your life. Hey, beautiful people. I have to start this episode by giving you a very sincere apology because it has been so long since I have stopped and taken a moment to share some wisdom with you, some thoughts, some tools. And I admit that I have probably not been as transparent with you as I could be. And for everyone that's listened to me over the last year and a half, two years, I apologize. And um, this will probably be one of the realist episodes I will do for you. There's so many changes coming. And if I'm being honest, I don't really know what the future of this particular podcast holds. There's a new podcast coming that I'm doing called the Dope Soul Collective Podcast. And I certainly hope that you'll take some time to find it on Instagram and follow because I'm expecting for great things and great people to come through that space. But I've been away for a while. I've been away for me. I've been away for others. A lot's happened since I last recorded a podcast here at Moving Mountains Podcast. I've had some wins, I've had some losses, some changes bought a house, which was a blessing and sometimes a curse because it comes with its own sets of challenges and struggles. I've had some illnesses and some injuries, just a lot. And I know I'm not alone. The last thing I am in that statement that there's just been too much. I am not alone. I became a life coach because I have suffered. I have been to and through every possible kind of hell imaginable in 10 lifetimes, and I'll be 44 in April. I became a life coach because... I did not have me when I was suffering. I didn't have me when I was crumbling, when I was crying myself to sleep at night. And finally one day after going through hell and then some more hell and some pain and some suffering and some grief and some loss, I said enough. Because somebody out there is trying to get through what you're going through right now. Someone out there is trying to recover from what you're going through right now. But in one particular area, I have been almost completely silent. And that is in terms of grief and depression. Which... I have suffered for since I was suffered from since I was about the age of 8. I didn't find out till I was about 20 years old that I had had PTSD since I was about 8 years old, depression since I was about 8 years old. And I always said kind of in passing maybe almost jokingly that my life was the stages of grief on repeat. But I say that tonight as no joke at all. My life has been the stages of grief on repeat. And especially lately, we've been reading about so many suicides of celebrities, celebrity children, the people around us. Several friends of mine have lost their children to suicide in the last year, year and a half. And we still don't know how to wrap our minds around it or how to deal with it or how to face it. And the one thing I haven't shared with you is that I'm a survivor. And yeah, I may get some backlash for this and possibly even some repercussions for the honesty. Um, But the first time I remember wanting to take my life, I was 17 years old. And I had to go to the psych ward and be evaluated and they talked me off the ledge and sent me on my way. I didn't have um, some incredible upbringing that brought me to this point where I help people get through their shit. I literally had to crawl on glass through hell to get to the point that I'm at right now. And I guess sometimes I make it look easy. But it is far from easy. And just because I've overcome so much doesn't mean that there aren't still times that I am crawling on glass through hell. As we walked in to 2022 and had these hopes of things to come. About seven days in, I got a phone call that my biological father, who I had not seen in 12 years, passed away seven days ago. And many of you know that I had brain surgery as part of my journey. It's part of why I became a life coach, because if I can overcome brain surgery, I can help you overcome some things, too. And it's why I do what I do. But the part of the story most don't know is that the first brain surgery, I was six years old. And it was that brain surgery that made my biological father disown me. And he passed. And no one told me. And then I was told not to be angry. Not to be furious. Not to feel the Resentment, the disrespect, the rejection of someone that was supposed to love me. Someone who was supposed to care for me and who was supposed to protect me. I was supposed to look on the bright side, which I did because my stepdad raised me and I wouldn't change my daddy for the world. And when you look at me now, I am nothing like the man that helped create me. I am every bit the daughter of my daddy that raised me as his own from the time that I was about four years old. And about a week after I found out my biological father had passed, I found out somebody that I loved very dearly had passed as well. Remember, I've been acquainted with wanting to leave this place with the idea of suicide, of not wanting to live. And somebody very close to me that talked me off that ledge more times than I can count in my late teens and early 20s passed away. And it hurt. It hurt so bad. Because I felt like I lost my anchor. One of my reasons why. And it still hurts because it's still fresh. It's only February. And I kind of spent my whole life trying to figure out why my mother hated me so much. And I struggled through it and I struggled through it and I struggled through it because my grandmother raised me. And I couldn't figure out why my mother blamed me for everything. Couldn't figure out why she attacked me. Until my father, my biological father passed and I found out all that she lost because of me and suddenly the resentment and the hatred that I had felt my entire life made sense. It only took 43 years though for it to make sense. And even the life coach that you know, I still deal with that grief, that pain. That rejection, that not belonging, that not knowing. And through it all, yeah, I've survived four suicide attempts. Four. Four times that I shouldn't have walked away. Shouldn't have been here to raise my children. Shouldn't have been here to coach you. I've survived those things. And when it comes to that kind of pain, yeah, I don't necessarily have all the answers. I just know that you got to take the step. It's why when I coach, when I talk to people, when I share my journey, when I say what I've gone through or what I'm trying to help somebody get through, I remind them that sometimes just getting out of bed is the step that you took that day and it's all right. You just got out of bed that morning. You just took a shower. You just brushed your teeth. Because I've had days when that shit was pretty hard too. You know, I bought my house in October and I thought everything was going to be roses from then. And I've suffered a lot of losses since that day. And had to face some pain of my own. That in 40 years I haven't faced. And all the people I helped. All the people I still help. I have my own shit that I wasn't dealing with. But. Your life coach practices what she preaches and. Mental health is important and pursuing your own mental health and getting the support that you need is important. Me getting the support that I need is important. So I take my own advice and I work, somebody, I work with somebody every single week to talk me off the ledge, to help drag me through the grief, the rejection, the pain, the loss, the trauma, the memories that I have. I get frustrated, even pissed off because the people that hurt me were drunk the people that hurt me were high the people that destroyed my childhood don't even remember what they had done but with PTSD you remember all those things vividly in color you can smell it like it's happening yesterday and these are things I went through 35 years ago and they're still fresh And the people that did this to me, the family that did this to me, expects me to forget. And I spent three decades trying to bury that. Stop thinking about it. Stop reliving it. Stop rehashing it. It took me well into my 20s to stop having nightmares. But the thing about living with PTSD is that there's triggers and you don't get to control your triggers. You don't get to decide when something's going to take you back to zero. Back to waking up in sweats through the night. Hating your own shadow, your own reflection. Wondering why you're even here. And it's crazy because from the very beginning of 2022 till this very moment, as I'm saying these things to you, I have had to face all of the things that have caused me grief, that have caused me pain, that have led to depression, that has led to PTSD and trauma for me back to back to back. I've been yelled at. I've been called out of my name. I've been blamed for not being able to just let it go. Or for refusing to let people to abuse me. To put a stop to letting people mistreat me. And it has been tough. And in all of it. I have sought care, and I have fought for my own self-care, and I have coached people through their struggles, their pain, their grief, their strife, but I was fighting to make time for myself. I was fighting to make time to breathe because I'm a mom first, and I'm a coach first, and I have been everything to everyone else for my entire life. And I was still learning how to stop and be enough for me. I was too busy trying to be enough for everybody else. In fact, I've had some of my clients complain that I don't take good enough care of myself or I'm so obsessed with making sure that I do right by the people that have trusted me to help them through their problems. That I forget about my own. And then my problems came knocking at my door. They, My problems broke my door down this year. And I have had to face shit that I just. I thought was gone. I thought I had worked my way out of it. I thought it was long past. But sometimes it creeps back up and. You know, when I see news headlines of somebody taking their own life, or I hear a friend lost a child that took their own life, I take it real personal. It's not my loss, it's not my grief, but I take it real personal because I tried. I tried not to be here, like deliberately not to be to be here because the burdens that I have carried since I was all of four and five years old are just unimaginable and I wouldn't wish them on anybody in this world and it causes me to question like how am I still here why am I still here and when in the hell does it actually end When do the stages of grief stop cycling? When do I get to have peace? When does the sweet spot show up? Because it comes for a moment and then grief hits. And sometimes it's anger and sometimes it's sadness and sometimes it's acceptance. And sometimes you're pissed off and sometimes you're scared. And you question your value. And you question your worth. And I've questioned whether or not the work that I'm doing is enough. If I'm enough. And then I had a client. That was afraid to leave his house. And if he ever hears this, he knows who he is. But he didn't. He had something called agoraphobia, which, you know, from my understanding is the fear of pretty much everything and you don't go anywhere. And he was an unlikely client. He was somebody I didn't think would choose me to be their life coach, but for whatever reason he did. And I have been so blessed by being a part of his journey and how far he's come from being someone who did not want to walk down to take out the trash To getting on a plane and going to Finland for two weeks. And I was reminded why I do this work and why it matters. And how in my imperfection, my experiences still help somebody get through their own shit. My knowledge, my education, the shit that I've seen, been through, endured. Help people get through their stuff because... When we talk about mental health, a lot of providers provide mental health from a place of getting it out of a textbook. But maybe haven't been through anything. And we aren't told enough as mental health providers that we are supposed to get mental health care for ourselves. And okay, I admit it. I learned the lesson a little late, but I learned it. And I'm still here. I've survived 12 brain surgeries. I've survived septic shock. I've survived domestic violence. I've survived parents that hate me. They say they love me, but their actions say they hate me. Parents that didn't even want me to know they were on their deathbed. They hated me that much. The one that's probably hardest for me to say that I don't really talk about was surviving sexually assault, sexual assault. Because I really felt I had some kind of power until that happened and then I realized I was powerless. But I felt it was important for you to know the truth. Because we're losing too many people. There's too many people dying thinking they're alone. Too many people taking their own life thinking there's no possible way anybody can understand that I'm suffocating. Nobody can understand that I'm drowning. And they can't take one more person telling them. You just need to be strong. Think about everybody else. Think about all you've accomplished. Think about all the pain it will cause. When there is so much pain, they're screaming, but what about me? Who's going to help me? Who's going to hold my hand? Who's going to walk me through the darkness? Who's going to give me permission to be sad? And not tell me to suck it up and look on the bright side. And think about everyone else around me but me. Who's going to do that work if I'm not here? Who's going to tell the truth if I don't tell the truth? Who's going to show up to coach people and say, this shit fucking sucks, but I'll crawl through glass with you to the other side. That's the work that I do. I've call, I've crawled through, gra- to, through glass by myself, and I will crawl through glass. For any person that calls me to help. If that's what we have to do to get you through the grief, the anger, the sadness, the fear, the trauma to the other side. Whatever it takes, I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that I am not perfect. But I took the initiative to find somebody to work with me and my mental health to help me crawl through glass to the other side of my grief, the other side of my pain, the other side of my rejection, my fear, my doubt, my loss. And that's what we all deserve, it's what everybody deserves. Because this life is not easy. It's tough. And we need to be told we don't have to be that damn tough. We don't have to be that strong. We don't always have to have it together. We don't have to be perfect. We can fuck it up sometimes. And it'll still be okay. I hope that you will continue to follow me. My hope is that throughout this year, I'll still be doing some Moving Mountains coaching podcast here and there, strictly focused on our mental health and our well-being. And I hope that you'll follow the Dope Soul Collective podcast that's coming out this year. Because I know a lot of dope souls that have some vast knowledge, but have also been through some real shit. And I'm so fortunate that they're kind enough to share their stories with me so I hope that you'll tune into that too and I hope you'll reach out to me because I will get on my knees and crawl through glass with you because I've done it alone and I don't want you to have to that's my time I appreciate every last one of you for listening if you have enjoyed this episode and you want to keep in contact with me, you can locate me both on Facebook and Instagram. The handles on both of those sites are going to be at Moving Mountains Coach. My website is www.movingmountainslifecoach.com. Again, www.movingmountainslifecoach.com. I do look forward to hearing from you. Reach out to me, subscribe, comment, let me know what you think, share it with your friends. And of course, if you'd like to book a one-on-one session with me, I am available. Go to my website, contact me on Facebook or Instagram. I am happy to chat with you and get you booked for an introductory discovery session in terms of what it's like to work with a master certified life coach. Have a great day and remember, Every mountain can be moved if you are willing to take the first step.